Hello, it's Ralph here again with the September edition of Baptist Voice. News from our colleges, the regions, BMS World Mission and national news from Baptist together. We give thanks, as always, for all the goodness that God has bestowed upon us and particularly as we come round to harvest time. Great is thy faithfulness from the Northern Baptist Association's Big Sing. our roundup of the news from Baptist Times by looking as usual at the national picture. Here's Andrea. The online assembly for the Baptist Union of Great Britain will take place on the 16th of September 2020 at 7pm. It will be an opportunity to hear about and pray for the work of Baptists together. They will present the annual report and provide updates on their work so far in 2020 and their plans for the future. They will also cover some topics required under our Constitution, including the affirmation of the appointment of the Treasurer and the Moderator of the Trustee Board. 
The event will be hosted on Crowdcast. To be able to participate in the event and vote, you will need to register in advance on the Baptist Assembly event page on Crowdcast. However, if you just want to watch the event, it will be streamed on YouTube. Go to Baptist Assembly Online 2020. Under the Constitution of the Baptist Union of Great Britain, BUGB, the following are members of Assembly and therefore entitled to vote. One delegate for each church in membership with the Union, with an additional delegate where the church has more than a 100 members, and a further additional delegate where the church has more than 200 members. Two delegates for each college in membership with the Union, two delegates for each regional association in membership with the Union, personal members of the Union, accredited ministers, non-retired, ministers and assistant ministers, and ministers in training of churches in membership with the Union, members of the Council of the Union, and retired accredited ministers whose last church was in membership with the Union, retired deaconesses and retired missionaries of the Baptist Missionary Society. When registering for assembly, you will be asked to say which, if these categories you fall into, or if you are just a non-voting attendee. A new Baptist network that will connect people with a passion for the environment and climate change is to launch on the 6th of September. The Baptist Union Environment Network, BUEN, meaning good in Spanish, aims to inspire churches and regional associations to grow in valuing creation and join God in environmental mission and taking action to care for creation and people. BUEN is building a network of environmental partners across our regional association life who can journey alongside the churches and to enable them to declare with God in worship, life and action that creation is good. See Genesis chapter 1 verse 25. Two of the partners are our former president, David Gregory, minister of Croxley Green Baptist Church, and Hannah Gray, who works at the University of Essex, managing environmental research projects in developing countries, and is a member of Light of Life Baptist Church in East Norfolk. They write when will inspire the Baptist Together family locally, regionally and nationally to hear the cry of creation and to join God's redemptive action, for it is an integral part of our missional discipleship. It aims to release the prophetic Pentecost voice of children, young people and the millennial generation who are so concerned over the damage being caused to their world that they will inherit from previous generations. When will help our wider family share in the pain felt by people and churches with strong links to the developing world by the injustice experienced by those who have contributed least to climate change yet who feel its negative impacts first. Writing on the Baptist Times website, Karen Golding, who moved with her husband to Cornwall when, as she says, an unplanned and unexpected transition took place. They had been working abroad, they were well settled and getting to grips with a foreign language. Health issues meant that they had to shift back to the UK. She then began to question God's call. Things were going well, they were settled, coping with a child with disabilities and now they were sidelined. Then lockdown suddenly levelled the playing field. The stress of getting out of the door, toilet facilities, sensory issues 
and safety concerns were all null and void. Everybody was worried how they would cope, but having been through all that, Karen felt she had a part to play and was part of the conversation again. Technology had meant that you had to get a grip and become part of the virtual world just like everyone else. She sends out a plea that whenever things change, don't shut down on the online presence, the WhatsApp groups and the virtual events. They are now an important part of our church life. It was with mixed emotions that the staff of the BU specialist team said farewell to Stephen Keyworth on Thursday, the 23rd of July. Stephen has served as Faith and Society team leader for the past eight years and has been key in establishing this new team following the Futures Review of 2012, then developing our communications and website, the Baptist Assembly and strengthening our engagement with justice issues in particular. In the spring of last year, Stephen sends God's hand, leading them to move on from this role and responded to a call to serve the West Craven Fellowship, who are part of the Yorkshire Baptist Association. However, almost simultaneously, Stephen suffered a stroke in March 2019. Lynn Green, the Union Secretary, writes, The outpouring of love, prayer and support that followed this was so precious and was an amazing expression of Baptist together at its best. Thank you. You will never know how much that meant at the time, and I know that Steve and Liz and the family have been deeply appreciative of all the love and prayers that have upheld them on this demanding journey. Miraculously, after five months in hospital, many months of rehabilitation and a sabbatical, we are all overjoyed and delighted that Stephen has been able to move north to take up a call to serve as the minister and team leader of the West Craven Fellowship, which is the coming together of the Barnoldswick, Irby and Salterfuth churches. A new working group has been established to examine the challenging issues of funding for the training of future Baptist ministers. The group has been created following discussion at Baptist Union Council in November 2019. The council was concerned at the difficulties some churches were experiencing in finding suitable ministers, alongside the fact that the number of ministers being trained was not keeping pace with the number retiring. Whilst work is already underway to implement the recommendations of the IGNITE report, which looked at the future of accredited ministry, council noted that only limited financial support is being offered to support training for Baptist ministry. In addition, our colleges reported that finance is a significant barrier to increasing the number of ministers in training. As a result, council members tasked the Baptist Steering Group, the BSG, to establish a working group to examine the issue. Following an open recruitment process, BSG is delighted to announce the appointment of a working group of 10 people who will bring a range of perspectives on this topic from across Baptist life. Steve Holmes will be the moderator of the group. Steve is a leading Baptist theologian and accredited Baptist minister. He has been working at the University of St Andrews for 14 years and is head of the School of Divinity and principal of St Mary's College. A full list of the team members can be found on the website www.baptist.org.uk. 
the Playtime Annual Conference this year, in common with many other events, will be held online. The theme will be Salt and Light, Care for the Family, Faith in the Family. The dates are the 25th and 26th of September, with contributions from Rob Parsons, founder and chairman of Care for the Family, Catherine Hill, UK director of Care for the Family, and Rachel Turner of Parenting for Faith Pioneer and the Bible Reading Fellowship. There will be a workshop on family and mental health in uncertain times. The good, the bad and the ugly of virtual toddler groups and parenting and toddler kingdom conversations. The workshops will be led by Jenny Frost, Joe Gordon and Donna Jennings. You can book by going to Playtime Annual Conference Online 2020 in Google. It's completely free. Let's see what's happening in the world our young people occupy. Our reporter is Lucy. Now that things are easing up a bit, you might like to think about inviting one of the Youth for Christ action teams to your church or youth group. Youth for Christ touring teams are a collective of young leaders that are passionately committed to sharing the gospel with young people in relevant and engaging ways. Touring throughout the UK, our cutting-edge teams are available to come to your school, youth club, church or conference for anything from a day up to a week. They all receive a high level of training in evangelism and youth work from Youth for Christ and external organisations and are fully DBS checked. The Sense is an electrifying band made up of talented young musicians with a heart for music, mission and evangelism. Travelling throughout the UK and abroad, The Sense visits schools and churches performing at youth events and concerts and performing in a variety of situations as well as performing their own original music and cover songs. The band are passionate about spending time with young people, listening to their stories and helping them understand more about what it means being a Christian today. They work alongside Stance, Youth for Christ's urban dance crew. They use dance to connect you with young people in a dynamic way in a whole host of settings working excellently as a gateway with young people to share the gospel. Dance is a fantastic way to create a buzz among young people and brings people together from different backgrounds and walks of life. Furthermore, the atmosphere that it creates enables team members to share their testimonies or give a short inspirational message. The team can offer dance workshops for all ages, sessions start with warm-up exercises and then proceed to the teaching of high-energy, age-appropriate dance routines. They will finish by allowing the young people to ask any questions they might have. They say, We are excited about the potential of joining you in your mission and hope you will find the information you need to help you make a decision about whether to host us in your location. You can contact BYFC at their central office in Hales Owen, B628BH, or phone them on 0121 502 or email yfc at yfc.co.uk Halloween has become increasingly popular. In some ways, it is replacing the 5th of November as the autumn event to celebrate. Much of the popularity is due to the influence of American TV and it being a more popular holiday in the USA, where children party, dress up and go trick-or-treating. It can be a difficult time for Christians to know where to stand and children's workers may not know how to approach this time of year. Scripture unions like Party Pack has a lot of ideas for games and activities for holding the perfect alternative Halloween party for the children and young people in your community. 
If you are uneasy about Halloween and what it has become, then the light party is the best alternative. In addition, there are some other thoughts. Pray about Halloween and for those who get involved that they might find something of the light of Jesus. Why not carve a pumpkin with a cross in it or perhaps a heart or some other Christian message? You can sit this on your doorstep to share your message of hope this Halloween. If you are happy and your children really want to go out to a party or in a costume, create a costume that speaks about life and hope. Think about what positive gifts you can give to any trick-or-treat visitors. Scripture Union has produced two 20-page evangelistic booklets ideal for introducing Jesus as the light of the world at Halloween. What do you want to do when darkness comes to visit? is aimed at children aged 8 to 11. And who is the light? is for 5 to 8 year olds. For more information and a free light party pack, contact https colon forward slash forward slash content dot dot org dot uk forward slash contact dash us. Lucy will be returning shortly with more youth news and information on contacting youth specialists. In the meantime, we'll take a look at life in our regions with Lindsay and she introduces us to the winner of the Sermon of the Year contest. William Wade, Baptist Minister of Life Church, Choughley, in Hertfordshire, has been voted as the winner of Sermon of the Year 2020. William's sermon on the theme of Made by God was declared the winner by both the judging panel and audience vote following the grand final, which this year was broadcast online due to COVID-19. Sermon of the Year is an event organised by Preach magazine, now in its fifth year, which aims to promote the art of sermon writing and preaching. Entry was by submitting a 1,500-word sermon on the theme of 2020. The finalists still had the chance to preach live to the judges via Zoom, and the audience, or congregation, was increased tenfold by showing the four sermons in one video on YouTube. Head Judge Dr Chloe Lynch, lecturer in practical theology at the London School of Theology, said, The judges enjoyed all four preachers and we were encouraged by the ease with which the preachers adapted to delivering their sermons via video conferencing. William's sermon demonstrated powerful communication skills and a creative engagement of the theme in the context of some detailed attention to a biblical text. The announcement of the winner was made on Premier Christian Radio earlier in August. Before March this year, Wellspring Worksworth, like many other UK churches, was working towards becoming an eco-church through a Rosher eco-church programme. Jenny Few writes, We became passionate about reducing our use of harmful plastics, as well as regaining a sense of wonder about creation and a right view of our responsibility as stewards. Heady and vital themes. We planted wildflowers and trees in our cemetery, rethought some of the products we regularly buy, ordering locally to reduce our carbon footprint. We encouraged each other to shop more thoughtfully and through a series of creation themed services to gain a better perspective on global sustainability. We submitted our forms and aimed for a bronze award. We were delighted when we achieved a silver award in April, only 18 months since registering. It is heartbreaking, writes Jenny, that it takes a global pandemic with many lives and livelihoods lost to bring a new focus on environmental issues. 
Dawley Baptist Church in Telford has started work on expanding its community facilities after securing £45,000 of National Lottery funding. As soon as Dawley Baptist Church heard it had been successful in obtaining the bumper grant from the National Lottery Community Fund, they started work immediately on the project that is to add a new annex to the existing building on Park Road, Dawley Bank. The new annex will increase the size of the community room, as well as adding three small meeting rooms and upgrading the kitchen. The facilities will be available for the local community to use, as well as for church activities. Ian Oliver, Minister of Dawley Baptist Church, said, This is a fantastic day for Dawley Baptist Church and the wider Dawley Bank community as a whole. I am absolutely delighted for all of the people in our church who have worked so hard to make this project a reality. A Bristol digital company led by a Baptist minister has won contracts to support new prayer and mental health resources following a surge in people accessing faith online during lockdown. Lockdown has driven innovation in many sectors, but a company led by a Baptist minister is at the forefront of perhaps one of the most surprising new developments of all, the thriving relationship between faith and technology. Digital impact company Better Story in Bristol has won contracts with two national charities to improve mental and spiritual health. A survey show that since lockdown, one in four, that's 26%, of British adults have prayed for an end to the COVID-19 crisis and for people working on the front line. And a quarter, that's 24%, of UK adults also say they have watched or listened to a religious service. Better Story was founded by Baptist Minister, the Reverend Dan Doherty, who trained in IT and video conferencing before working as a minister and charity CEO. Part of his time is now spent leading the Better Story team, who are inspired by their faith to tell stories of the world becoming a better place. The impact of lockdown and coronavirus has been so far reaching and to be part of giving people tools to find a way through it is hugely rewarding for us. It feels as if churches and faith organisations are just scratching the surface of where the relationship between faith and technology can lead and we are delighted to be part of that journey. Thanks, Lindsay. In her next report, she rounds up news of how churches are coping with the pandemic lockdown. Come, ye thankful people, come, is how Professor Gareth is marking harvest this time for us. If you want to join in and sing, it's number 120 in Baptist Praise and Worship.
Thanks, Gareth. Things are tough in some of the poorer parts of the world, not helped in the Lebanon by a massive explosion in the capital stocks, leaving many dead and injured. Claire reports on what Christian Aid is doing to help. A Lebanon crisis appeal has been launched by Christian Aid following the massive explosion at the port in the country's capital, Beirut, which has left at least 149 dead, more than 5,000 injured and deepened poverty and insecurity for millions of people in a country already in crisis. Fadi Haliso, director of Christian Aid's partner organisation Basme and Zaitouni, The Smile and the Olive, said, I live 12 kilometres away from the port where the explosion happened. But nevertheless, my whole building shook and we did not understand what had happened. Christian Aid reports that he quickly formed a group of volunteers and went to the site of the explosion with them. He reported that the devastation was huge. Many people's shelter is unusable. He set up a field kitchen to cook hot meals as an immediate response. People immediately needed food, shelter, clothes, medical care, he said. In the long term, everyone is now worried about supplies because all the stock of wheat and medication in the port has been destroyed. The last few days, I've been having so many mixed emotions, some anger and frustration over the evil of negligence and corruption that permitted such a catastrophe. On the other hand, we have had donations from 700 people from all over the world. People are calling and asking how they can help. This really makes you feel the balancing power of love and solidarity that will help us overcome all of this. In response to the tragic explosion, Christian Aid launched the Lebanon Crisis Appeal to provide much-needed aid to support the most vulnerable. Their local partners, Basme and Zaitouni, and Movement Social, are working on the ground in the most affected areas. Christian Aid reports that there's a prospect of dramatic rise in acute hunger, deepening gender inequality and disruption to health care, such as immunisation and maternal and child health, as the COVID-19 pandemic crisis deepens. The report, Building Back with Justice, Dismantling Inequalities After COVID-19, says of the effects of the coronavirus, the economic, social and political impacts are only just starting to unfold. It adds... The pandemic has exposed and reinforced deep inequalities that long predate it. Without immediate and decisive action, a crisis in the poorest countries threatens to escalate into a catastrophe that will cause untold human suffering, entrench inequalities and slow any recovery. Christian Aid is calling for a comprehensive 12-month cancellation of debt principle and interest for 76 low-income countries. The charity says that debt cancellation could be one of the fastest ways to free up resources for some of the countries worst affected by the pandemic and its economic impacts. Patrick Watt, Director of Policy, Public Affairs and Campaigns at Christian Aid said, richer countries have injected massive sums of money to support their economies, while poorer countries are crippled by vast debts which are still not being cancelled. This is grossly unjust as well as being exceptionally short-sighted. Unless the richest countries step up and support a comprehensive response and recovery plan that includes debt cancellation, we will see the current crisis tip over into a catastrophe repeat of the lost decade Africa and Latin America experienced in the 1980s. More from Claire and Christian Aid later. We're off to the colleges next with Katie and she starts in Scotland. 
The Scottish Baptist College is promoting this year's courses by highlighting a series of explanatory videos on their website. First on the list is a module that encourages the student to encounter the New Testament afresh. They say, It's an engaging class that provides a solid foundation for biblical studies. Next up, Communicating the message, the practice of preaching. In this class, the student will both practice the skill of preaching and learn the theories of preaching that can help enrich your communication and public speaking. Whether you plan to be a minister or simply recognise the value of good communication skills, this class is a perfect blend of practice and reflection to help develop your confidence and ability in public speaking. And this month they are also offering a standalone course called Time for Reflection, which looks at chaplaincy and schools. This module will help think through different approaches to chaplaincy, spirituality and religious education, all in the context of working with young people. Ideal for school staff tasked with the delivery of values education and time for reflection. Ideal too for anyone who is or hopes to be a school chaplain and anyone working with young people in any environment. Furthermore, we have a number of bursaries to help with the cost of studying, bringing the cost down to just £250 for the 12-week module. St Hilds College in West Yorkshire are highlighting on their website their MA course on Ministry and Mission. It's a course of six postgraduate modules, followed by a supervised dissertation on an agreed topic, normally studied over two to four years. Other, shorter postgraduate options include the postgraduate certificate and postgraduate diploma. Students can opt to specialise in mission and leadership, biblical theology or liturgy and ethics. Luther King House, the home of the Northern Baptist College, together with the Scottish Baptist College and Baptists Together, are delighted to introduce Robert Parkinson, who will deliver the 2020 Whitley Lecture. Robert is a student of the Hebrew Bible and is passionate about biblical studies. He is minister of Didsbury Baptist Church and an associate tutor with Northern Baptist College. The lecture will be streamed live on YouTube from 7pm on the 14th of September. The lecture will also be available using the same link as a recording for later viewing. Go to the link through the Luther King House website www.lutherkinghouse.org Click on Whitley Lecture and there you will see a panel labelled Finding a Friend where you can set a reminder so there's no chance of missing it. Thanks, Katie. This month, Phil, our music man, has found out that some of our gospel stars have taken to reprising some of their songs in new settings. He's been scouring the online pages of the gospel magazine Cross Rhythms. So we've been keeping an eye on the news from Cross Rhythms over the past few months. Mainly we've been reading about cancelled tours and gospel events lost due to the coronavirus pandemic. 
Well, Rent Collective, due to be touring the UK and Europe right now, have announced rescheduled dates. In the UK, they now have nine dates in 2021, from London to Belfast, starting on the 10th of October and finishing on the 23rd. Now, if you have tickets issued for the original dates, they'll still be valid, but you need to contact the original seller. They do say that they will be adding some additional venues as well. Watch this space, as they say. Well, as a matter of academic interest, regular fans will be familiar with their recording of My Lighthouse and the quirky video that goes with it. Well, within the last few days, they've uploaded a new version of that, socially distanced, in what looks like a church hall. Here it is. I'm sure you'll be able to tell the difference, but hang on to it. It could be a collector's item in the future. My Lighthouse my lighthouse shining in the darkness i will follow you home my lighthouse my lighthouse i will trust the promise you will carry me In my failures you won't walk out Your great love will lead me through You are the peace in my trouble sea Whoa, You are the peace in my trouble sea In the silence, in the silence you won't let go In the questions you truth will lead me through You are the peace in my trouble sea Oh, you are the peace in my trouble sea Sing with faithfulness My lighthouse My lighthouse Shining in the darkness I will follow you Oh, my lighthouse My lighthouse I will trust the promise Save to show, oh, 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 oh
they've uploaded two other tracks, Joy of the Lord and I Choose to Worship, and there may be others to come, so just keep an eye out on YouTube. Thanks, Phil. More music news in a little while. Meantime, we widen our horizons by hearing from BMS World Mission. Reducing fear, stopping panic spirals and spreading positive messages that are so effective they've been adopted by the government. You've enabled heroic Afghan mental health professionals to serve on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic and save lives. Some people left their family, their homes, their country in search of a better life and worked in Iran. Now out of nowhere, a deadly virus has gripped their new hometown and they find themselves with hundreds of other young men fleeing back to Afghanistan in fear of their lives. They thought by leaving that they could escape the virus, but they're actually bringing it with them. There's nowhere left to run. People killed themselves because they felt so hopeless, said BMS World Mission Dr. Catherine, who heads up our partner's mental health work in Afghanistan. People believed it was an instant death sentence. Others fled the COVID-19 wards that they were held in. They were terrified. They hadn't seen a doctor. They hadn't been fed. They weren't able to contact their families. So they ran. But they couldn't escape their panic or their diagnosis. They spread it further. In the midst of all this stress and anxiety, you were there to help. You gave to BMS Coronavirus Appeal, enabling them to respond to the urgent requests for supports they received from their partner in Afghanistan. The BMS-supported team of amazing Afghan mental health professionals were poised and ready to restructure their work in order to provide life-saving support during the pandemic. In the first few weeks of the crisis, you helped to provide full personal protective equipment PPE to frontline medical workers in the west of Afghanistan, as well as for the mental health team. Thanks to your support, people on the cusp of suicide were given hope. People like the frontline medic considering ending his life. Our counsellors was able to put on PPE and go and talk to him face to face for a few hours, says Catherine, and they talked him down from it. Emma Dipper is the partnership developer and lecturer in the theology of suffering and persecution at All Nations Christian College. She wrote this article on suffering and lament for Mission Catalyst, the BMS magazine for thinking Christians. She writes, The coronavirus pandemic forced people across the world to face the brutality of pain and suffering, many for the first time. What has being unable to hug your loved ones or sit at the bedside of dying friends taught us about lament? Years ago, she says, I worked in a mission hospital in Zambia. When the first death occurred since my arrival, the relatives of the deceased threw themselves on the floor, wailing in anguish and sharing their loss with all who would hear. It was shocking. I tried to tidy up the dramatic scene in front of me and bring some screens round the bed as I have been taught. Give space and dignity for the bereaved. Keep his hidden. Remain calm. Let's be really honest. COVID-19 has made us all feel out of control and question if God is in control. But to make matters worse, we couldn't necessarily buy health and protection, as the lie of consumerism says. 
as a church, we have to face COVID-19 on our knees. We need to look to scripture once again and see the biblical narrative whereby God remains sovereign in a world full of confusion and folly and man-made crisis, whereby the rich and powerful abuse the vulnerability of the weak. Christ came to save us all. Suffering can draw us to himself. Our persecuted brothers and sisters will tell us that. And they remind us that the church can grow in these times of crisis. Not all by any means, but there is testimony to that time a time again in this season. Finally, share your suffering with your neighbours so that they may meet Jesus in you. That might sound strange, but when God's people are honest in their pain, but still cling to faith and hope, that is the greatest bridge to the gospel. People come to Jesus when they need meaning in their chaos. Acknowledging suffering and sharing lament is the best missional response the UK church has to give to our communities and nation right now. You can read the full essay from Emma Dipper on the BMS website www.bmsworldmission.org forward slash news. We have a mission for you and your church, says BMS World Mission on their website. We're asking you to save lives in Chad this harvest. Working at Gwinnibore 2 Hospital in the Chadian Desert is not a job for the faint-hearted. In 40-plus degrees heat, the medical team supported by BMS World Mission operates on tumours, resets broken bones and stitches up gunshot wounds. They treat malnutrition and malaria, they deliver babies and they diagnose diabetes. Working in a publicly Christian hospital even while the threat of Boko Haram looms large. These men and women have an extraordinary mission to bring hope and healing in the Sahel. When you and your church support Operation Chad, you can help them. Kalbasu Dubasu is the director of Winnibar 2 Hospital and supports the appeal. He says, being the head of the hospital is a miracle because I didn't expect it, but by his grace I am doing the work. I'm proud of the hospital because the hospital is making a difference and the nurses are doing their jobs and the doctors are taking care of patients. Everybody is welcoming so our patients are happy. So it's exciting to see a place like Gwinnibore 2 Hospital. We have Jesus to give to people but we also have skills to give good quality care to people. So that's the most exciting part. You can support these amazing medical workers on their mission to save lives in Chad. Our brand new video, Operation Chad, is available to watch now. We can't wait for you to see it. Speak to your ministers and ask them to schedule an Operation Chad service for your church. It's perfect for harvest and can also be used any time. Stand with these heroes of Gwinnibore 2 and save lives in the Sahel. Get Operation Chad in your church calendar now. We've already heard from Christian Aid about the devastation that has come about following the explosion in Beirut, the capital of Lebanon. BMS World Mission are in the Lebanon too, and in their website they're coming for a regime of prayer. Their website lists all the prayer options. Those who've lost loved ones, those who are injured, the doctors and nurses who've cared for them, they pick out their partners in the Lebanon as being in need of special prayer. Refugees need prayer support too, as do the staff and students of the Beirut Theological Seminary. You can read the full list at 
https colon forward slash forward slash www.bmsworldmission.org forward slash news forward slash pray hyphen for Beirut forward slash. Let's return to Lucy now and the youth news. The Northern Association does not currently have a youth specialist, but inquiries can be made to both John Clayden and Paul Revel. The essential ethos of children and youth work of the churches in the Northern Baptist Association is to develop wholeness in young people that we work with. This involves facilitating their physical, social, educational and spiritual development so as to help them become well-rounded individuals who are able to fulfil the potential that they have within them. This work may take place through youth clubs, uniformed or non-uniformed organisations, e.g. Urban Saints, Cubs, Scouts, Brownies, Guides, Boys and Girl Brigades, YFC, and etc. Or through other regular activities that have developed out of the needs of the community. Their website, www.thenba.org.uk, lists local youth organisations, mostly Youth for Christ groups. The Yorkshire Baptist Association have on their website names and contacts in their local area. They say, As churches look towards reopening in new ways and consider how they can reach and connect with young people and young adults, Jodie Thorpe, the YBA's Children, Youth and Families Enabler, has recommended a series of videos that could be helpful for church leadership teams. The videos were filmed during an online Leaders' Day, hosted by SCBA, Southern Counties Baptist Association. In them, Rachel Gardner, Director of Youthscape and President of the Girls' Brigade, considers the challenge of reaching, supporting, developing and empowering young people and young adults. Jodie says, I share Rachel's passion and encourage you to take some time to watch the first two videos in particular and explore how the church might pivot younger to be relevant, inclusive, supporting and empowering Maybe you could use the videos as a discussion tool among your church leadership team and look at how your church might pivot younger. Contact the YBA email https colon forward slash forward slash www.yba.org.uk for more information. The Southern Counties Association declares that they are passionate about supporting the 60 employed children, youth and family workers that are connected with the churches in their association. They say, we also want to walk with all the churches and their volunteers as they seek to share good news through many different ways, including toddler groups, schoolwork, discipleship groups, youth clubs, messy church. Finally, we never want to lose sight of the 95% of children and young people who are not in our churches and who God loves deeply and would love it if they got to know him better. To find out more, ask Claire Hooper on c.hooper at scba.org.uk 0784-037-8788 All our associations take the safeguarding of our children, young people and vulnerable adults extremely seriously. Obviously, in the current circumstance, they won't be holding any of their safeguarding courses and classes. Not only do we have to think about our own behaviour towards those in our care, we now have to think about keeping them safe from the coronavirus. The West of England Baptist Association have published a mission statement on their website to remind us all what safeguarding means. 
We believe that policies and procedures for safeguarding children and young people are a proper expression of the good news of Jesus that we want to share. Safeguarding is the practice and procedures we undertake in our church communities with the aim of providing safe environments for all, including ministers, other paid workers and volunteers, as well as the protection of adults, young people and children from harm, abuse or neglect. Every church should adopt a safeguarding policy and have in place up-to-date procedures enabling safeguarding to be a priority in their church context. Webnet works with Baptists Together in providing information and training so Baptist churches can maintain safe environments for all. A comprehensive collection of forms, model procedures, policies and service ideas are available in the resource library on the Baptist Together website. In addition, they point out that this is a particularly vulnerable time for children and young people in households where families are struggling to cope. Keeping in contact online or by phone and checking that food and basic supplies are reaching those households and family units is helpful where you can. This may be an opportunity to speak with parents whose children attend church activities but who do not normally engage with you and to offer support. To read more, go to the Baptist Together website, www.baptist.org.uk, and click on the section headed Coronavirus, then scroll down to the section headed Essential Guidance. Thanks, Lucy. And let's hear from Claire again. And she says Tear Fund are anxious about the potential problems during the hurricane season in the Caribbean. Tear Fund reports that the people of Haiti are bracing themselves for what could be one of the worst hurricane seasons on record. The Atlantic hurricane season takes place every year between June and November. This year, an unprecedented nine tropical storms formed before August and 13 before September. Haiti was hit by tropical storm Laura on Sunday the 23rd of August. At least 21 people were killed and many areas, including the capital Port-au-Prince, were flooded. The storm has since strengthened to a hurricane, causing a huge amount of destruction on the US coastline. The storm seemed to have appeared overnight, says Marc-Antoine, who leads Tear Fund's work in Haiti. Many communities were unprepared for the rains that ensued. It's also caused damage to crops, which people were depending on for food. All of this comes in the wake of COVID-19 and a food insecurity crisis that has been increasing over the past year. The pandemic exacerbated the food insecurity crisis for the most poor because, as daily wage earners, they were not able to get out to work and therefore not able to get any income. People don't have the resources to build homes able to withstand strong winds and many people are forced to live in areas prone to flooding. In 2016, Hurricane Matthew killed over 500 people and left over 175,000 people homeless. Tear Fund has reported this month on the plight of many Indian migrant workers stranded away from their home village by the coronavirus lockdown. A few months ago, Jyoti and her husband were enjoying life in Delhi. Six years previously, they'd moved from their small village to find work in the city. They both found jobs in construction and were happy to be able to send some money back home to support their parents. Settled into their new lives, the couple started their own family. They now have a six-year-old daughter and two-year-old son. However, when the Indian government suddenly announced a lockdown to stop the spread of coronavirus, the couple's work abruptly ended. Overnight, 
the family was left with no source of income. Money and food quickly ran out and their children were going hungry. They managed to survive on small amounts of rice provided by local charities. Unable to afford to stay in Delhi any longer, the family were forced to leave their home. Public transport wasn't running, so they had no option but to start walking. The family walked for the whole day and then continued walking through the night. Finally, after four days and nights, they reached the border of their home state. From there, the police were able to arrange transport for the last few miles of their journey. With work in Delhi uncertain and coronavirus still spreading, Jyoti and her husband have decided to stay with their parents and continue to work in the village for a while. Jyoti is much happier now she no longer has to worry about not being able to feed her children. After such a stressful time, she can finally rest easy. The family has a supportive community around them and they know that help is available if they need it. Thank you, Claire, and best wishes to all who work at Tear Fund and Christian Aid. We realise that this is a very tough time for all of you. Time to hear from Phil again, and he's been looking at a new service from Cross Rhythms, the gospel online magazine. Three and a half years ago, Cross Rhythms recognised that there was a need for a strong Christian input online, catering for 16 to 20 year olds. They saw a bunch of issues facing this generation. Sexting, self-harm, knife crime, online bullying, witchcraft, mental health. The current teenage generation and the issues they face are overwhelming for many. Well, technology has changed the way that their generation engages with life and how their values and worldviews are shaped. In the church, we've been slow to react. Well, new ways to present Christian truth to this generation have to be adopted. So just short of 12 months ago, they launched X Rhythms to meet such a need. It is different. You can access it from YouTube. Immediately, there's a choice of 74 videos. You can click on whatever it interests you at that moment. There's no schedule. You can go exactly where you want to go. Christian music for your generation, young people debating, job alternatives, education possibilities, and all compiled and presented by the younger generation. It may be worthwhile mentioning it to some of the young people in your church who may not have discovered the channel. Just mention to them that you've been listening to an interview with an all-girl heavy metal band and then a beautiful song from a girl called Ledger, who's based her song My Arms, based on Isaiah 41, which has collected a lot of approval from listeners. You may get an interesting response. When did the stars over your heart become your hiding place? When did the stars become so dark you couldn't find your way? The light inside your eyes is fading out, but I'm not gonna give up on you now.
that girl has off to the colleges again with katie and we find her this time in south wales south wales college have published a reminder on their website that their library is closed until further notice and to contact the co-principals by email for any further information about courses and events dr rosa hunt on rh at swbc.org.uk or dr ed Kaneen on ek at swbc.org.uk. Bristol Baptist College have put a post upon their Facebook page saying that there's still time to apply for their Disciple Makers course starting soon. They still have a few places available and they are interviewing in the next two weeks. They invite you to invest 26 Wednesdays with a mix of safe in-class in and online sessions on a course with great equipping to be a disciple-making follower of Jesus. That's all the information we have, but if you want more or an application form, contact Tim Welch by emailing welcht at bristol-baptist.ac.uk. The International Baptist Theological Seminary in Amsterdam met in July to discuss the effect the global pandemic was having on theological education. Two excellent presentations by Ina Kapili and Michael Rode approached the subject from different angles. Ina presented an educational perspective, while Michael provided an overview and suggestions for theological response to the pandemic. Both speakers shared good and deep insights which also resonated with what theological institutions and churches have experienced in Ukraine. In addition to presentations, the organisers did their best to give the participants chance to share their thoughts and experiences in small groups. Small group conversations with the colleagues was a great encouragement and time of real fellowship in spite of the geographical distance. This positive experience prompted a number of participants to suggest keeping such meetings on a regular basis, even when the restrictions for travel and bigger meetings will be eased. In common with all the other colleges, the Irish Baptist College had to cancel its open day. In its place, there are 16 videos introducing the prospective student to the joys and challenges of studying theology. You can meet all the tutors, the librarian, 
several students, including postgrad students, and the principal, Edwin Ewart, who will give you a potted history of the college and its theological principles. You can watch those videos and hear from all the contributors by going to www.irishbaptistcollege.co.uk. Ralph will be along with the small print in about four minutes or so, but not until we hear from Lindsay, who's been looking at how churches have coped during this emergency. Every week during the pandemic lockdown, BBC local radio stations have been broadcasting a half-hour service of Christian worship. A single programme each week is played out at 8am and all 39 radio stations that cover England and the Channel Islands with an estimated audience of half a million listeners. For many, this has been a lifeline to sustain their faith. For others, it has been an introduction to the Christian message and a variety of Christian worship music. The production team have worked at representing many different Christian traditions and personalities. Previous broadcasts have featured the Archbishop of York, Graham Kendrick, Tim Hughes and leaders of a variety of Christian church groupings. On Sunday the 9th of August 2020, the Sunday morning BBC local radio service featured a Baptist service led by the Reverend Wayne Clark, the pastor at Trinity Baptist Church in Gorton, Manchester, with his wife Val. Wayne and Val led a service of songs, prayer and readings and a short talk based on the parable of the sower and the message of the kingdom of God being broadcast into the world. The programme is meant to represent Baptist worship, but because of lockdown restrictions, the radio service only included recorded music and the voices of Wayne and Val. Wayne said this was the most difficult part of the process. It's tough to show the vibrancy of the worship in our church through two voices and a few recordings, but we like to think we captured the spirit of what we're about as a community of God's people. We can't press pause on the Great Commission during the COVID-19 pandemic. Walls End Baptist Church has released apologetics resources to help churches do lockdown digital evangelism. Big Questions During the Pandemic facilitates an online discussion group using video conferencing technologies. Each of its five hour long sessions looks at an apologetics question, such as the existence of God, the meaning and purpose of life, making sense of suffering and life after death. Nick Megaron, minister of Walls End Baptist Church, said people have also asked big questions about God, life and the universe and everything. Too often we try and ignore them. But the COVID-19 pandemic, when death and fear stalk us and life is turned upside down, simply makes it harder to avoid asking those. Big Questions is now live on the website of Walls End Baptist Church. It includes pre-recorded talks and the guidance on how to set up, promote and run a Big Questions course. All of these are free to use and share. Ride Baptist Church in the Isle of Wight has been using its large window to send messages of comfort and hope to passers-by since the start of lockdown. Each week, life-size scenes from the Bible have been displayed with a poster describing the event and a QR code linking to the relevant passage online. The first depiction was the Last Supper, alongside the words from the message translation, 
you're all going to feel your world is falling apart. When the people can't come in, the message must be out, said church member Julie Croydon, who has been involved in creating the displays. She explained, with the building shut, the congregation stay in touch via technology. But how could we get the message of God's love and comfort to those outside the church? Having a shop window enables us to set up live displays to attract passers-by. A young lad was relaxing on the forecourt as we left last Saturday. He said he'd noticed them and the residents of the residential home opposite the church love to watch and wave as we do the changeover. Thanks, Lindsay. And now here's Ralph with the small print. As well as the tapes or CDs or memory sticks supplied free for qualifying members, Baptist Voice is available online at www.baptistvoice.co.uk or as a podcast from iTunes for you to download and keep. If you know of anyone who is visually impaired and would appreciate a copy of Baptist Voice, you can contact us at baptistvoice13 at gmail.com or write to us at Baptist Voice, care of... Greenfield Church, Ermston, Manchester, M410TY. Baptist Voice is sponsored by the Northwest Baptist Association, and all the items included are either in the public domain or reproduced with the copyright holder's permission. If we've missed a copyright notice somewhere along the line, do let us know, and we'll remove the offending item immediately. The next edition of Baptist Voice will be along in the first week of October. But we've kept him waiting long enough. Here's our chaplain, Stephen, and he's been doing a spot of spring cleaning. A bit late, but never mind. Hello again, and I hope and pray that you are all safe and well. The other day I was doing some sorting out, who says miracles don't happen, and I found the manuscript of my first ever sermon, which was preached on the 28th of July 2002 at Beachy Baptist Church in Sheffield. Now I'm not going to pretend that this was a sermon to rival Spurgeon or Wesley or Billy Graham or any of the other great preachers, but you know, looking back on it, it seems okay. It's probably all you can expect for a first sermon really. Certainly I've preached worse. Might not be worthy of blowing my own trumpet about for sure, but Perhaps might be worth a a small toot on a kazoo. Anyway, it was based on Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Let me just read that passage to you now. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. And the point of my sermon was how Jesus is the author and perfecter of faith, the one who initiated it, the one who made it all complete. And because of this, and because he truly walked the walk and didn't flinch when his path took him through suffering and even death, I said we should keep following that path, following his example, even when things are hard. 
And again, I don't want to blow my own trumpet or kazoo or whatever, but I do wonder if there's something in this for us in this time. You don't need me to tell you that times are tough right now. Yes, the full-on lockdown has been eased or lifted for most of us, but there are still restrictions in place for us all. And we're constantly reminded that the virus is still out there and we still need to be careful. We're perhaps worried about what will happen when the schools go back or when the universities start up again and so on. Maybe we've been ill with it and maybe we're still recovering from it. And many of us will have lost people we know and we love to coronavirus. Many of us might well have lost people to other conditions that weren't treated because of COVID-19. And maybe, just maybe in all of this, we've wondered if only for a moment whether it's worth it. We've heard that nagging doubt that says that, you know, God isn't doing anything, that it's not worth keeping going with Jesus. And we've been tempted to give up on God and the walk of faith if we have I think that's okay we're not doomed because of it God's bigger than that and we'd actually be joining a long list of truly holy people including many of the greats from the Bible who went through similar doubts even Jesus himself asked his father to take this cup away from me in Gethsemane But it's at those moments that we need to take seriously the words of the hymn, which was also the title of that sermon. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. Because as I've just said, he's been there. He's been in the worst of life, been tempted to give up, been tempted to leave behind the difficult path he had to follow and go another seemingly easier way but he didn't and we are his because he didn't and we can follow that same way and look forward to the same joy he looked forward to because of him we can follow him as our lord and our saviour as the one who died for us and freed us from our sins but we can follow him as our example as well the one who has walked the path, the path that we're called to walk for good and ill. And we can follow him because, well, let me be a bit self-indulgent and quote the last sentence of that first sermon of mine. We need to bear in mind the example he has set and the joy we will have that one day, if we persevere and reach the goal, the prize is ours and we will spend eternity with him. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you're not remote or distant from us and the things that we go through. Thank you that you know what it is to suffer, to be rejected, to be hungry and thirsty, to be in pain, what it is to die. Thank you that because of that, you understand when we're hurting, lonely, hungry and thirsty, and even facing death, you know what many of us will be feeling right now. 
So where we're struggling, Lord, please help us. Please give us your strength, your peace, your courage through your Holy Spirit. Lift our eyes up to you, the author and perfecter of our faith. Lift our eyes up to you, the author and perfecter of our faith. And to the glory that you entered into because you were faithful in the hard times. Help us to remember that this is ours too when we walk with you. We lift to you all those we know who are ill or struggling in any way right now. And we lift to you ourselves and our joys and our struggles too. Be with them and be with us with your healing and your peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Light of his glory. 